you have probably heard this story, before. But, let me repeat it for us all. A man was walking along a beach, upon which thousands of starfish had been washed during a storm. He came to one of the stranded starfish, picked it up, and tossed it back into the ocean. People watched him with an inquisitive amusement, as he continued to toss starfish back into the ocean. A person, who had been watching, approached him and said, why are you doing this? Look at this beach. You can't save all these starfish. Besides, what difference does it make? The man reached down and picked up another starfish and looked into the eyes of this person and, as he tossed the starfish into the ocean, said, I know I cannot save them all. But it makes a difference, to this one. The person thought about what the man had said and done. Inspired, this person joined in rescuing starfish, tossing a few back into the sea. Perseverance against great odds and against the criticism of others is the very hallmark of a faith-based life. Refusing to accept failure. Understanding that by the indwelling Spirit of God, we hold the power to change a life, a mind, or a circumstance in our hands, today, right now, is a powerful insight and motivator. Faith-based living, acting on faith when circumstances seem to say otherwise, has the power to inspire others to act, and sometimes in numbers significant enough to make a major or impact on our chaotic, lost and dying world. Faith-based living, also known as walking in the Spirit of God, is a powerful force for change in the world, even if it is for just one. It is never too late to start. We hear about the strength of the thrice-braided cord, and if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. Ecclesiastes 4:12. This is a necessary, useful and powerful truth from the Bible. But, let's not forget the power of one. Matthew 11:2. Now when John, while imprisoned, heard of the works of Christ, he sent word by his disciples three and said to him, Are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? Verse 4. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. Verse 5. The blind receive sight and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Verse 6. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. It only takes one. Peter walks on the water. Matthew 14:22-33 tells us of a time when Jesus walked across the lake to the disciples, who were crying out in fear because they were in a boat caught in a storm. Jesus, as he approached the boat, called out to his disciples and said, "Take courage. It is I don't be afraid." Peter replied, "Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water." "Come," Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You, of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Only one. Only one of Jesus' disciples got out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. Only one. The lessons we can learn from this event are numerous. But, we must remember Peter's obedience to the voice of his master, his faith in Jesus and even in what appears to be an ultimate failure, innumerable people over the last 2,000 years have been inspired and influenced to do the same, all because of that one disciple. Moses meets with God. Moses, one man, hunted, scorned and exiled to the backside of a remote mountain, heard the voice of God and reluctantly obeyed. And, because of his obedience, the Hebrew children were set free, the seeds of Israel were sown, and the world was changed forever. All because of one man. Exodus 3:13. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Verse 14. 
God said to Moses, I am who I am, and he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Verse 15. God, furthermore, said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. Only one. Exodus 23 1, Then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. Verse 2. Moses alone shall come near to the Lord, but the others shall not come near, and the people shall not come up with him. The crowds followed Jesus. Jesus' fame spread, and everywhere he went, large crowds followed him. Crowds around Jesus. But as the enemies of Christ grew in number and resistance to the message of Jesus intensified, the crowds left. Then there were only a few. John 6 47 Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. 48 I am the bread of life. 49 Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. Verse 50. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. Verse 51. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven, if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Verse 52. Then the Jews began to argue with one another, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? 53 So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. Verse 54. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Verse 55. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Verse 56. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Verse 57. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he also will live because of me. Verse 58. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died, he who eats this bread will live forever. Verse 60. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a difficult statement, who can listen to it? Verse 66. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. Verse 67. So Jesus said to the twelve, You do not want to go away also, do you? Verse 68. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. Verse 69. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. The One. Matthew 22:14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Are you one of the chosen? It is easy to tell if you are one of the chosen. Are you following Jesus for salvation? For healing? For safety? For provisions and protection? In other words, are you following Jesus, what you can get from Him? Or, are you following Jesus to partake in His life and His death? Are you doing what He has done? Are you doing what He has sent you to do? Matthew 28:18-20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Please note, Jesus did not call the apostles. Jesus called his disciples. Are you one? Let's be one and let's do his bidding. Let's turn this world back upside down in Jesus' name. Please. Join us as part of the thrice braided cord and be the one to rescue just one. Your brother and friend, always. Mike Young.